welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care, with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett, and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. This episode, which is wrapping up our series on transitions, I'm delighted to be chatting to my colleagues Fiona Kelleher and Melitza Tanaskovic about one of the EU projects Early Childhood Ireland is involved with. It's called TRAP and it relates to transitions, which, as you know, we've been focusing on over the past few episodes of the podcast. Melitza is the Research and Professional Learning Manager with Early Childhood Ireland. Her background in early years is rooted within a passionate interest in creative arts and child participation. She originally studied design communication before moving into early childhood care and education in Australia. Considering training and mentoring as key elements of quality in early learning and care, Melitza has worked as an educator, service manager and trainer. And she also combines experience from a range of creative disciplines to her work. Fiona works with Early Childhood Ireland as our EU project officer. She has a BA honours degree in early childhood care and education and an MA in leadership and advocacy in the early years. She's currently leading a number of EU funded projects and is coordinating and collaborating with a number of countries in Europe within the ECEC sector. And Fiona is also a Martin Mayo colleague trainer uh, because this is an area of uh, key interest for her. So both Melissa and Fiona believe strongly in the importance of transitions as key indicators of quality when they're child-centered and ensure that children's well-being is the main consideration. So you're both really welcome, Fiona and Melissa. Thanks, Maura. Great to Thanks, be here. Thanks, Maura. Great to be here as well. Yeah, delighted. Okay, Fiona, I think I'll start with you. Can you tell me a little bit about the TRAP project? Um, I can, of course, yeah. Um, I suppose you've given us a very nice introduction there, Maura. Thanks very much. And I am currently the EU project officer with Early Childhood Ireland. And this is one of a, of a few projects that Early Childhood Ireland are, are involved in or were involved in because this project has just very recently um, come to an end. Um, so TRAP um, is about enhancing transition practices in early childhood education, and it was a KA2 European funded project. Um, and I suppose really if it was running from October 2018, um, it was due to be completed um, two years later. It was a 24 month project. However, due to COVID-19 and um, and all that went with that, we got a slight extension to March. So We've just uh, kind of come to the end of the project. Um, we worked with some European partners on this, and we had the pleasure of working with our lead partner, which is from Croatia. And we also um, had partners from Iceland and Sweden. So please don't ask me now to um, speak in any of those dialects because I'm not able. Um, I am just. So developing language skills wasn't part of the, uh, the brief, Fiona, no? <laughs> Not necessarily more. I learned a few phrases along the way, but um, definitely it was exciting to be able to visit some of these countries and experience the culture. Uh, but I wasn't an expert in the language. Uh, but getting back to the project, I suppose over the overall aim was to enhance and extend, I suppose, the understandings of of, um, of transitions and the practice that's required for transitions from ECEC 
context into a primary school context. That was kind of the the overall goal and the overall aim um, of the project. Millie, do you want to add something there? Yeah, I suppose just to say that, you know, as Fiona um, explained, you know, the aim was to, to bring transition practices focusing on the transition from ECC to a, a primary school within the four partner countries, um, you know, to a wider audience. But I suppose it's important to also say that we really do recognise that this is only one area of transitions. Um, and, you know, we, we really recognise that transitions look and feel um, very different um, in the diverse locations and, and communities that they happen. So I suppose, you know, we'd say there's still a lot more work to to do in that area. Um, but in relation to this project and the aim of this project, um, you know, it very much was the focus. And um, as the Irish partners um, in, in this project, we were also um, very happy that we were able to share a range of articles and recorded materials from the NCCA. Um, particularly including Mushgale um, and also the Asher um, Shield of Practice Guide. So, you know, this project was also a great opportunity um, to, I suppose, give this work an, an EU platform. Uh, so I suppose that's that's another um, aspect of the, of the project that, from our perspective, um, you know, is, is really beneficial um, to the Irish audience as well, but also to the European audience where they can really see um, examples um, of the resources that, that we have um, and have been developed, um, as I say, by the NCCA. And what, Millie, did the programme uh, contain? What was involved in uh, yeah, so, in the content? So more the, the programme content um, really drew on, on rich information and, and an evidence base that really offered practice-based examples um, in the area of, of transitions um, and the transition, as we say, from, from ECEC into primary school. So I suppose the overarching aim of the content was to build the learner's knowledge um, on the topic of transitions and then to provide tools and resources to build practical skills and, and expertise. Um, so, you know, ultimately to support quality experience for, experiences uh, for young children. It was divided across three overarching themes, um, which were the understanding of quality transitions, a child-centered approach to transitions, and then building sustainable uh, transitions. And in relation to how each module unit was developed, we actually developed this um, together under a framework. Um, so each of the units um, has an introduction that, that sets the context. Um, and it was really the aim was to highlight examples from each of the partner countries. So as Fiona mentioned, the partners were Croatia, um, Sweden and Iceland. Um, so each of the modules uh, contains information and practice based examples from those countries, uh, providing links on resources, further reading, really to sort of encourage critical and reflective thinking. Um, and then obviously, uh, as I had already mentioned, you know, we were we were really um, really happy that we were also able to include um, Irish evidence and Irish resource examples as well, Maura. 
I think the fact that we have tools uh, in Ireland like Mushgale, it's great to be able to kind of showcase that kind of national policy and practice on a European stage. It's kind of, um, uh, it was a good opportunity and and great to show that we're kind of leaders in that kind of practice as well. Um, Were the two, were the materials piloted, Fiona? Yeah, Maura, and you know, you're absolutely right. It was a wonderful opportunity um, to showcase, I suppose, some of the great work that's already happening in Ireland around um, transitions. And um, we really want to acknowledge that at that work that was done by NCCA. So uh, that really shone through, actually, from the pilot, to be quite honest, was uh, a pilot took place, um, albeit virtually um, due to COVID, uh, in each of the partner countries. And it was an opportunity, um, I suppose, for us to share the resources that we had developed and the modules and um, uh, for, for, I suppose, participants to, to bring themselves through it at a self, their own self-pace over a period of time and then come back and we held focus groups and gathered up um, all of that really rich data to give us some valuable feedback in relation to um you know what was working really well what they liked um what could be changed and one of the things that really shone through was the they loved the um examples from practice that Millie has talked about um even though it's all in, embedded and and has grown out of research that has been done it is those practical examples that people kind of really uh, tune into and and also seeing what's happening in other countries. So seeing examples from Iceland and Sweden, and then of course ourselves in Croatia, it was a wonderful opportunity. So uh, the tools from Mushgale got got a great I um, got great feedback, and a lot of our European partners and participants really enjoyed the videos and the and the tools that we shared with them. So it was a it was a successful pilot albeit it was very challenging at the time due to, um, I suppose, the restrictions of COVID. So we had to think a little bit outside the box. We had to change um, some of the ways that we planned to do things. And that's okay. You know, it just shows uh, we had to be a little bit more adaptable and flexible, but uh, we still got great results. So we were delighted with the pilot more, yeah. I think it's something COVID has done for us, actually. It has maybe given us the confidence because we maybe in some cases had no other choice than to think outside the box. We kind of had to let go of the securities and know that even if something didn't work, it was better than not than not trying something. And uh, and I think we all kind of react well or gravitate well to examples, practical examples from practice that kind of um, helps everybody see what can be done. Yeah, your the, previous the your theory. previous speakers spoke of the, some really good examples that they're using, um, Kathleen and Lorraine Cash, mm. which again is just showing how they thought outside the box and had to change things around to support transitions for the children in their care, mm. like a lot of other services are doing across the country, yeah. which is just, you know, uh, yeah. commendable. I, I suppose as well, you know, uh, more one of the, not necessarily the aims, but when we were developing, developing the content you know it was important for um our, our partners um our partners on the project um a lot would you know have a lot of research experience and um would work in the area um of research you know it, particularly in relation to transition so it was important that we did have um you know theoretical concepts and and you know recent research um to draw on 
but again to marry that then with you know what that looks like in practice so you know bringing that theory then into practice um you know was was really quite important to all of us as as partners um so Fiona myself and and Anna one of our um partners in uh, Croatia um you know having experience from practice we were you know we were quite passionate about that and would have you know been really eager to ensure that that was a very strong aspect of the content that um, we were delivering um but also really important as well for for um learners if they want to engage in further learning or reading or to you know really engage a little bit more in in some of that theory uh, and some of that research that's been carried out um, within Iceland within Sweden within Croatia that you know it's accessible and there um within the, the program and as well as that um um, Millie, I suppose it's important to note that originally it wasn't the plan to have these videos, you know, yeah. that we had to change the way that we were uh, going to present um, these these modules. And we chose the videos for that for that reason. And you'll, you'll hear Millie's beautiful dulcet tones all over them. So she's, she did a great job on all of that. Um, and it's I think it was lovely for the for the learner, the participant to sit down and listen and watch at their own pace and 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 actually see them in action see the resources hear little interviews and um with different people from different countries on how they've used some of them or what transitions mean to them so i i, I just think that that the the project kind of took a little turn but a turn for the better in in the end because we were very happy with the end result yeah i mean as Maura was saying it, it did there was <laughs> definitely a very very steep um learning curve and um I can actually say my voiceover skills have definitely improved (laughs) (laughs) we noticed we noticed my my trap recordings um but you know we hope that um the that the learner will get the, the the messaging um that comes across as 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 I try to and as we all try to bring across as best we can. Um, and obviously there's there was limitations within the the technology and at that point uh voiceover um skill sets as, <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes so, so much audio and, and video is kind of the order of the day now it's a medium that we become more familiar with and more comfortable with than maybe we would have thought 18 months ago. Oh, it's so true, Maura, so true. So in terms of sharing uh, all the expertise and giving our members the opportunity to hear the dulcet tones, as Fiona said, how how is that going to happen? And, uh, you know, where can the materials be, be found? So um, we're absolutely delighted that um, this program is actually on the Early Childhood Ireland YouTube platform. Um, So they are accessible and available uh, to um, anyone that that wants to engage with them. We we would definitely encourage um, those that are interested and learners who are interested, you know, to go through the, the program content, you know, as it is laid out. However, you know, you can still engage in the program um, and the videos um, at your own pace in your own time. And, and, you know, you can pick and choose um, if you want to, of course. Um, So they're they're easily accessible, Maura. Um, As Fiona said, you know, they're asynchronous. So they 
they are self-paced. You can get onto them and stop them and start them and come back to them. And, you know, they're a good opportunity, I suppose, for um, teams, uh, you know, if they're interested in the area transitions or they're even just trying to, you know, explore further um, transition practices and examples from other countries um, that these are a great um, tool that can be utilized and, and can be watched on any kind of digital device again because because they're on, on the YouTube platform. And, and can I just add to there as well, because I think it's important to say that, you know, obviously you can sit and do this yourself, no problem as an individual. But as Millie said, within your own staff team, it is a great opportunity for that continual professional development as a tool for CPD. Um, and also to strengthen your reflective skills. So maybe to yeah. get coming together as a team to reflect on your transition practices within your setting, um, see what, what they're doing in other countries, as we've already said, but also to really just to, to think about what you're doing in your own individual setting with your team and see if there's any changes, what you're doing really well, maybe um, acknowledging that, but also seeing is there any gaps or any anything that could be done differently and um, I, I I feel these little videos I suppose or uh, modules or units or whatever terminology we want to use I think it's a great opportunity to do that and they don't take a huge amount of time you know because we were very cognizant that we didn't want them to be too long so I think you know on average maybe each video on average could be less than 10 minutes so that's yeah. not a huge amount of time. And if yeah. you break it up, I think it's um, a nice opportunity to kind of over over a longer period with your staff team to reflect. Um, and we were very, um, I suppose, we, we were very diligent to ensure that there was opportunities to reflect all the way throughout. Uh, the yeah, content. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Fiona. And I think that's that's an important point that it, it they they really encourage reflective opportunities. Um, and, and we would say that those opportunities um, can really happen really well uh, when when you're sharing those discussions or that dialogue with your colleagues um, and you're, you're talking about exactly what you're saying, those kind of transition practices. And as we were saying earlier, you know, that while, yes, this is, you know, the focus is on preschool to primary primary school there there's still lots of opportunities even within the content to explore you know transitions and how they happen in the day-to-day as well yeah absolutely yeah I mean like Kathleen and Fiona Cash in the previous um Kathleen and Lorraine Cash in the previous um episode talked about the importance of transitions between rooms within the day Yes, absolutely. It's important to look at some of these exemplars and see how they can be applied to the other transitions that children that children undergo. So, um, so that those experiences are as smooth and as child centred as as it's possible to be. I love too the fact that the videos are are kind of short, that they don't take take too long, mm-hmm. and that they you know they enable us to reflect on what we're what we're doing well, so that we can kind of document that and maybe pointed out to parents, inspectors and and so on. So thank you both. That was really interesting to hear um, more about that project. I'd heard bits of it before and I think members will be delighted to hear that that work that's been going on and the adaptations and changes that COVID um, uh, necessitated throughout the process. And uh, thanks to you, our listeners, for uh, tuning in and um, 
keep tuned for the next episode. We hope you'll join us the next time. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues. Thanks, Maura. Thanks, Maura. Thanks, both.